This is Money Made Simple, the financial podcast that keeps it simple and gets to the point. Kia ora everyone and welcome back to Money Made Simple. Great to have you back. So today we have our very first external guest joining us on the show, so that's pretty exciting. I'm going to introduce you to Colin McGee from Catalyst, and we're going to be talking about what a stock exchange is. So welcome to the show, Colin. Thanks very much, Lev. Let's just start giving a little bit of context about you and your background, because it's extremely relevant to us and the industry. You were with the FMA in the past, but I would love to hear a life story in a nutshell, especially with regards to the stock markets. Excellent. Well, um, I'm originally from the UK, and so I trained as a lawyer, but don't hold that against me. Um, Then I moved with my wife to New Zealand, who's a Kiwi. We came here 11 years ago, and I worked in the Financial Markets Authority, so that's the the regulator here. The FMA. Um, The FMA. And I led the teams that regulated the stock exchange and trading. But yes, I've always been working around the trading areas and stock exchanges. And I think it's it's one of those areas that can sound really quite scary to people who are mm. new to investing. Quite, quite complex, I think it's, right? Well, it can sound complex, but it's really not. And I think that's why it's good just to understand what it is, what the jargon is when people are talking about it. So exactly. we can demystify it a little bit. And that's what we're here for today. Absolutely. So you're not still at the FMA, right? How did you kind of come to found your current business? So yeah, when I was at the FMA, I was looking after those teams that were regulating the market. And we kept being told what wasn't working well in, the, in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is around smaller businesses. They weren't getting the access to the money that they needed to grow. And people who weren't able to invest in those smaller businesses who could help them grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, a stock exchange is what helps uh, businesses access the money. It helps the investors access those investments in the businesses. It helps people able to trade those investments, so buying and selling them. Mm-hmm. So that's what I could see would be useful for those small businesses. Traditional stock markets don't work for smaller businesses. And so what we did is we set up a stock exchange that does work for smaller businesses, allowing people to invest in them. And that's what Catalyst is. Okay. So, Cool. Well, we'll go into it a little bit more soon. But as you've just kind of touched on, you obviously have a huge wealth of knowledge around the stock exchange and stocks or what we often refer to as shares, hence why you're with us today. So we're just going to try and maybe kind of demystify and simplify what a stock exchange is and how it operates. So can we just start maybe with a simple definition of first stocks or shares? Or yep. equities, so many different words, jargon in the in the financial industry, obviously. And then how they're traded on one or more stock exchanges and why we actually need them. Yeah. So like you say, yeah, stocks, shares, equity, it all means the same thing. So don't worry about people trying to confuse you if you're talking about lots of those different things. Yep. All it really is, is a little bit of a company. So right. whenever you've invested in that, let's call it a share, mm-hmm. it's a share of the company, a small part of that company. So if you're... Um, if you're buying shares in Apple, you own a little bit of that. And therefore, as the company makes money, your value it goes up. And it mm-hmm. might be that the company gives you some of the profits back called a dividend. That's the regular payments you might get. Some companies make dividends, some companies don't. But if you invest in companies that don't, if the company is making money, then the value of that share should still go up. So... Just because a company makes a profit doesn't mean it automatically gives out a dividend. Correct, yeah. Some companies do and some companies choose to reinvest that money because they think they can make it work harder for you and make you more money down the line. So in order to actualise that money that they've made, you'd then have to sell your shares. Exactly. And that's where a stock exchange comes in. Gotcha. Oh, that's a nice segue into a stock exchange. So why a stock exchange? How did they come about? 
Well, yeah, the history of stock exchanges I find really interesting. If you actually look back, the, the first records of trading securities, it's actually trading debt, happened back in about the 1300s, and that was in so Venice with some ago, traders. Yeah. Um, they were sharing in financing different projects, building ships and things. But the first trading of companies didn't happen until the early 1600s. Oh, so and just that recently, was, right? Yeah, very recently. <laughs> but that was things like the uh, the East India Company, which people may have heard of. Yep. And so, again, it was mostly sending ships around the world trading. And people so didn't goods, want to... Really, goods, really, yep, um, And people didn't want to take the full risk of those ships sinking. Mm-hmm. And so they created these things called companies. So it's a, a shared purpose and the ship was owned by the company and they sold shares in that company so again you're just buying a portion of that business that so you the, like uh, own a little bit of that ship that's yeah essentially you're owning a little bit of that ship and the, the voyage that's going on and you'll get a little bit of the profit when it some, comes back but more importantly if you want to get the money back yourself before the ship returns you can sell your little bit of that ship or the interest in the company to someone else. Mm. So what happened in the 1600s is people would gather in, in the UK, it was in coffee shops. So we think coffee shops are trendy and new things, but no, they've been going since the (laughs) 1600s. And then gradually people would come together in the same coffee shops to trade these shares in companies. The first what we call a stock exchange happened near the end of the 1600s when the coffee shops themselves started publishing lists of what the shares were that people were trading and said, well, this particular share in this particular ship, people bought and sold it at this price today. And so people could then see, oh, well, if I come along to this coffee shop, I can, I can buy, buy, these, buy it at yeah. that price. And that's all a stock exchange is. It's a place that people come together to buy and sell investments, really. But there could be these shares in companies. There could also be the, uh, the debt that someone has lent to someone as well. Gotcha. Okay. So in, I guess, more modern stock exchanges, how does it work for individual investors to buy and sell? I mean, we are going to coffee shops now, but not to buy and sell with a sh- yep. from a stock market. So most traditional stock exchanges, so people have probably heard of the NZX, which is the main stock exchange in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. So there's a number of member businesses, participants, like sharesies. So they're, they're what we call brokers. So you go to sharesies, you tell sharesies you want to buy a certain number of shares and they go to the NZX and they trade there. They put your order in on the market, whether it's buy or sell, and that's how you get your shares. So traditional markets, it all works very similarly. You have a number of large brokers and the investors. And a lot of them being banks traditionally, right? Some banks, but yeah, in New Zealand, you've got people like Jardin and Craig's. Um, so stock brokers is probably is an older term for them. Mm-hmm. Um, People tend to refer to them as wealth advisors now. and We will go on to that in a bit of a later chat. Um, and how about the requirements with these bigger stock exchanges on behalf of companies listing with them? How, how does that work? Yeah, so there's really two main things that a stock exchange does. It ensures that there's transparency of information. So mm-hmm. you're getting really good information about that company that you might want to buy or sell the shares in. Um, and secondly, it's got rules around the governance of that company. Mm-hmm. So how is that company controlled? Is it allowed to do things like go off and sell shares off the market to someone they like who might buy them at a much lower price? Does it have to have particular numbers of directors that are there to protect your interests as a small shareholder? All those rules around how the company works. A fancy word for that is governance. Right. And can I start a company tomorrow and then list on the NZX? How does that kind of... Yeah, so technically a lot of markets don't have minimum sizes that the businesses have to be, but really... 
Uh, a lot of people would say to list on something like the NZX, the company has to be about $100 million Oof. worth of value before it lists there. Yep. And that's really because to get the most value out of a stock exchange, you've got to have people trading that share all the time. So larger companies can access ability for investors to buy and sell their shares. Mm-hmm. And it also then means they can sell more of their own shares, which is how they raise more money. Okay. So that, that kind of process of listing on the stock exchange is called an IPO, correct? Yes, when, it, when you first list on a public stock exchange, your IPO just stands for Initial Public Offering. So, so going an, public. Going kind of public, thing. yes. Yep. Uh, an offer of your shares. You've, you're offering the small bits of your company for other people to buy publicly. And so when you go through that process, again, it's about the transparency of the information. You produce a, a prospectus which tells people everything they need to know about your company. Mm-hmm. You sign up to comply with these rules around the governance of the company, how it's going to be controlled, and then people are allowed to buy at that particular price. And then once the IPO has happened, you have what's called secondary trading. So that's where the people who have bought these shares can then on-sell them to anyone else. So it's people coming to buy and sell. It's kind of a two-step process. And from my understanding, an IPO is no small undertaking, right? Absolutely right, yes. It can cost multiple millions of dollars to go through an IPO process for a business, which is another reason why it's only really large businesses that do that at the moment. Um, So my side hustle isn't probably going to be um, (laughs) an opportunity to IPO anytime soon. Okay, so we have, I guess, the basics of stocks or shares and the stock exchanges down pat. So let's talk about some of the modern stock exchanges. There are obviously many around the world now. So can you shed some light on some of the largest stock exchanges and why do there seem to be so many in the US? Yeah, so I mean, obviously, US is much larger than New Zealand. So globally, the New York Stock Exchange, under most ways of measuring the size of a stock exchange, is the Mm -hmm. biggest. But then also what's called the NASDAQ. People may be familiar with that, which came out of Silicon Valley. Historically, if you want to look at tech stocks, you might look at the NASDAQ. If you wanted to look at New Zealand stocks, traditionally, you come to the NZX. But there's no reason why those businesses can't list on any venue around the world. So would there be many New Zealand stocks or shares now on the NASDAQ or the New York Stock Exchange? There's a few businesses on NASDAQ. NASDAQ and the New York Stock Exchange, but more, there's quite a few New Zealand businesses on the ASX, which is the Australian Stock Exchange. Mm-hmm. You can list on more than one stock exchange as well. And so say you were listed on the ASX and the NZX, that would be... A dual listing, absolutely, right. yeah. Cool. And it just means people could go to either of those venues to buy your shares. Okay, cool. What about the, the NZX in particular? So how big is it, say, compared to the New York Stock Exchange? Yes, it's just under 200 companies listed on the NZX. Mm-hmm. So that's about a fifth the size of Australia. And Which kind of makes sense, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's various different ways of measuring the size of a stock exchange. You can look at the total value of the businesses listed on there. You can look at the number of businesses listed on on there. So I think people can get too hung up about what the size is of a stock exchange. One of the most important things is, are people actually going to buy and sell your shares when you're on there? And that's not necessarily specific to the exchange, because if you're a New Zealand focused business and you're listing your shares in Australia, then actually there's probably less people going to be looking at your shares and buying and sell it than mm. if you were somewhere focused on New Zealand. If you're yeah, on I guess internet. people are quite interested and maybe you kind of feel like you know a little bit more about that company and its shares if it's kind of a little bit closer to home. So what kind of companies are public or larger stock exchanges suitable for? You talked before about needing to be around 100 million. 
that's what we sort of believe is the um, sweet point where the businesses start to get more value from it. There are plenty of businesses who are smaller than that uh, okay. listed on the NZX. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the trouble is that the, the liquidity, so the amount of trading for those businesses tends to be low. And I think it's sometimes difficult for people to understand why that's so important in an economy. Mm. And the way I look at it is if you think about buying and selling anything, you actually improve the wealth of the whole economy by every single trade that happens. So if you think about if I've got a sandwich and you want to buy the sandwich off me, Mm -hmm. after you've paid me the money and I've given you the sandwich, we're both better off. So collectively, Mm. we're both happier after that transaction. There's more wealth in the whole economy. And that's really the simple idea about a stock exchange, that Mm. by allowing those trades to go through, we're improving the wealth of the whole society. And so off the back of that concept, how did that kind of come to the opportunity to create Catalyst? What's the gap there in terms of the New Zealand Stock Exchange? Yeah, so Catalyst is really just designed for those businesses that are too small to list on the traditional stock exchange like NZX. So that idea that the trading of, in this case, shares can improve the wealth of the whole society, improve the growth of those businesses, we wanted to give smaller businesses the same benefits. But traditional stock exchanges just don't work for smaller businesses. It's not great for the investor because there's not a lot of trades going through and it means they can't really see what the fair price is for those shares. And it's not great for the company because they have a whole load of obligations that they're not getting the benefit for because their shares aren't trading and they can't therefore have a fair price to sell new shares at. So what we do is we have periodic trading. So rather than trading every day, you bring everyone who might want to buy or sell together at a point of time, might just be four times a year, mm-hmm. and then the business can get on and run the business between times. So it's about facilitating trading of the shares mm. in a fair way where people have all the same information about the company, but doing it in a way that works for those smaller businesses. Okay. So Catalyst is a stock exchange as such? Absolutely. Yeah. So in New Zealand, there are two licensed stock exchanges, the NZX and Catalyst. So we're designed for the smaller businesses that are too small for NZX. And we have two parts of the market. We have certain businesses that are listed there, which are only available to what we call wholesale investors. So those are more sophisticated investors. That might be because there's perhaps slightly less information available about those companies and the public companies. And so they're ones who anyone can invest in. So unlike the NZX, where you have to go through one of those brokers, the public can go straight to our market. So everything is done online. You come to the market, you set up your own account and you can buy and sell the shares in those smaller businesses that are listed on that market. And the point, I think, for podcasts like this, it's not a replacement for your investments. A great way to get exposure to stock exchanges is to start through the funds and have a fund which has a wide variety of investments captured from day one. Mm -hmm. That gives you access to those big businesses. And then you might have a small portion of your portfolio, whether it's 5% or however much, that again, you want to spread across some more interesting investments. Um, Yeah, so they they may be higher risk, with investment, you tend to have risk and return correlated, which mm-hmm. means that on average, the higher the risk investments, the higher the return. So you can have a small portion of investments that you can take advantage of that. And that's where you might spread that across a few smaller companies and companies that you just want to support for producing uh, employment in your local area, producing the sort of things that you want to see in your local area. Yeah. So it could be from a support view or a really interested view or you're excited what will happen in the future. 
And I guess what's next for Catalyst? I mean, you've obviously established a, a few years ago now. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're wanting to offer more, so different products to investors. It's always going to be focused around growth companies. So okay. it's giving people the ability to trade the shares in those growth companies. Over the first few years of Catalyst, most of those businesses have been raising money. So okay. either IPOs or secondary where they are raising further money. But over time, those shares then become tradable, which means that you can access the money that you've invested if you need it back. And over time, we want to be involved in more sustainable investments. So we've just got an investment on the market in wind farm development. So that's a pretty cool one that we're looking forward to working with. Yeah. But like any stock exchange, we're here to help the wide variety of companies. So like NZX, you look on there, you've got financial companies, you've got businesses making medical products, all sorts of things in the market. Uh, it's to help all businesses in New Zealand raise the bar. Yeah. And fuel that economy like we talked about. Absolutely. Cool. Okay. We'll stop there as that's all we have time for today. But we are lucky enough to be inviting Colin back in a few episodes time to talk about the thrilling topic of regulation in the stock markets and the financial industry in general. But next time we will be covering how to pick the right KiwiSaver manager for you. So thank you so much, Colin, for joining us Thanks today. Very much, Liv. See you next time. Bye. This podcast contains personal opinions and is intended to provide educational information only. It doesn't relate to your particular financial situation or goals and is not financial advice or recommendations. Simplicity New Zealand Limited is the issuer of the Simplicity KiwiSaver Scheme and Investment Funds. For product disclosure statements, please visit Simplicity's website, simplicity.kiwi.